So, 50 Cent's girlfriend, Cuban something, I think she's Cuban or whatever, and her name is Cuban something or something like that. She just, let me look this up before I say something that doesn't make sense. Matter of fact, let me not. Y'all can look it up. But anyways, 50 Cent girlfriend clap back at Vivica Fox because Vivica Fox said that 50 Cent was and will always be the love of her life and her regret is just not following her own instinct and instead going with what other people said she should do like her publicist because they said he was too gangsta and it wasn't good for her image because at the time she was more so known for working on soul food which was a wholesome movie slash show where she played a wife and a mother and she was very covered she did do Independence Day where she was like I think a stripper but that was not a big role most of the roles that she had and she was a popular actress in the 90s pretty mainstream but not super mainstream mainly because she was black but Soul Food was a very hit movie and show and Independence Day was very big so a lot of people in the black and white community knew who she was but she was definitely a-list in the black community and maybe c or b-list in the white community but definitely relevant just so that people know like where she was in the 90s and the early 2000s so because of how she was because she was a uh, a well-known person and more known as a wholesome person when she went to the mtv awards dressed all sexy with 50 cent she looked great because she had an hourglass body and that went along with his image and it made her feel good and special and she liked it but it wasn't good for her career and at that time this was bef- way 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 before social media was even relevant MySpace might have been around, probably was, but that's about it. I'm not really sure because I think that was in like the first decade of the 2000s, not the second. So maybe like 2002, 2003, MySpace was like relevant by like 2010. So I'm I'm not, I'm not even sure if it was even MySpace that was around. But whatever was around, celebrities wasn't on it. It was only kids doing it. And it wasn't nothing that you uh, had anything to do with your career. So that being said, Vivica A. Fox was dependent on Mac TV, magazines, newspaper, and radio. That was the media and books, but books weren't as popular, you know, but still that was the media. So it just was a confusing image because she was already kind of mature. She played in Two Could Play That Game, which was popular movie in the black community and kind of sexy. But for the most part, she played like these sassy, smart, sophisticated women. She was the sexy where, oh, she looks sexy because her hair's done, her makeup's done, her nails done, and she has on a long evening gown and some high heels. Sexy. Not, you know, mini dress with cleavage and stomach hanging out. Sexy. So it was just like 
clashing and it's not like now with social media you can see Kylie Jenner in a bikini or in a mini dress or in an evening gown and it's all fine back then you really had to fit into a certain type of mold I know Brandy has spoken about how she had to be a certain kind of cookie cutter innocent girl for her whole life but like Chloe Bailey can kind of put herself out there as a sex kitten and she gets backlash and she still struggles with it but for the most part everybody likes her and likes that part of her because we have so many more forms of media we can be way more multifaceted and that's because we can reach a lot more people and cancel culture is a term but it's not that big of a thing you can't really cancel anybody completely now i do want to talk about sabrina claudio really quick so i didn't really want to because i don't want to like give her clout but my platform is so tiny i get like three listens maybe a I think one of my videos has close to a thousand listens and that's about it. So I can talk about her because I'm not making her relevant because my platform's not really, you know, going to do that. But I used to listen to her. I liked her songs. Tell me when it first came out, the original version, not the acoustic version that everyone else likes, because I like that her music was more rhythmic. It was like real R&B music. Now, she doesn't have great vocals. But she does have a wonderful technique. She knows how to sing in a way that sounds very pleasing. And in a way that's really rhythmic and I feel soulful. And even though she has a very soft voice. She doesn't have a soulful voice. But she has a soulful technique in my opinion. So I really like her music. And she's pretty. She's, she's a looker, you know. And her music was starting to get really popular. She had big budget videos. I think it was I Belong to You. That video looked like it had a good budget. And um, all of her videos looked like they, even the more simpler ones, looked like they had a good budget. And she was getting tens of millions of views. And then it was discovered that she had a burner account from when she was a teenager where she was trolling black women. That's where she messed up. Why? Because black women are the main people today who listen to R&B. She went from having 22 million views on one of her videos to now her best views for her latest Christmas album had 1.5 million views. And the rest didn't even break a million. So from tens of millions and getting to the point where you're about to be a breakout star to having barely getting a million views like not even reaching two million views and the song had the weekend on it and it came out the same year as the weekend's album which broke so many records and was one the pretty much the dopest r&b album slash pop album that was out there and she couldn't even get 10 million views she couldn't even get two million views that's canceled however however if this were the 90s or the 2000s, she would have been completely canceled. She wouldn't have a career at all. But because it's not, she basically has the level of um, 
her career is like the level of a a small influencer or a medium-sized influencer she probably makes like tens of thousands of dollars a month which is not broke but is she a millionaire maybe if she invests her money wisely but she's not you know an artist who is selling out stadiums when she was touring her tours were pretty small and she doesn't have a lot of black fans but she did go on tour with the weekend because she has the look that the weekend likes she's very fair skinned she looks white but she's hispanic she's a little curvy you know whatever she has a good look i like her song um warm december but that video has a super low budget it's like a knockoff of beyonce's partition video it's it's nice but if it had a bigger budget and didn't look so cheap i mean even her blonde wig on the cover of her album looks so cheap and tacky but she doesn't have the fan base anymore and had she not had that burn account be discovered that would not have happened to her but she still has a career i mentioned her because even though she was basically canceled her music went from charting to not charting and like less than a week and even though her career still years later is not the same she still is somewhat relevant whereas if Vivica A. Fox years ago would have kept doing the hip-hop thing it's she could have maybe had a career still had she not broken up with 50 Cent but at the same time we don't know what kind of career she would have had would she still have been able to act would she have had to change the kind of movie she's in? Because she really didn't have much control. Because there just wasn't that flexibility. It wasn't like, oh, well, nobody in the mainstream wants to work with me. So now let me just be independent or let me just work on social media. There was no social media. The internet was just full of porn. I mean, and viruses. It really wasn't nothing much on there like it is now. So it wasn't anything really that she could have did other than to cut him off because she had to save her career. And she regrets that, and she's been talking about him ever since. Sometimes she makes snide comments, sometimes she makes good comments, but she always thinks about him. And I'm bringing this up because Cuban, whatever her name is, 50 Cent Girlfriend, she's a light brown-skinned Latina. She has a look where she looks like she could either be a light brown skinned black woman or if she says she's Latina, you're like, oh, okay, I can see that. But if she says she's black, you're like, yeah, I can see that too. She has that Jocelyn Hernandez look. She's brown skinned, basically. She's not super light. She's not dark. But she's not somebody where you see her and you're like, oh, yeah, she's definitely Hispanic. Like, if she speaks Spanish or if she tells you she's Hispanic, you're like, oh, okay, I'll buy it kind of look. And I find that interesting because with her last year in 2020 during the election, she was with 50 Cent. She's been with 50 Cent for a while now. And Chelsea Handler said, if you want to vote for Trump 50, don't do it. I'll give you another spin if you just don't vote for him. He said, another spin? And he was just, like, so excited. Now, Chelsea Handler is an old, washed-up hag. No offense, I like her, but she's kind of old and washed up. And it's interesting how this young woman 
just let this older white woman say that she was going to sleep with her boyfriend if he voted differently. And he was actually excited about it. Like, he wanted to do it. And instead of this woman saying something, she just stay quiet. And he's always posting different women on his social media, all kinds of stuff. Then when it comes, and they're usually Hispanic women who are lighter than his girlfriend. Or about the same complexion. Now, when it comes to lighter-skinned, mixed-race women who are Hispanic or biracial or whatever, she says nothing. When it comes to a white woman, she says absolutely nothing. But when it comes to Vivica A. Fox talking about the past and how she still has love for this guy, but, you know, she wishes him well, but he just had a place in her heart because it was a special relationship, saying something sweet about the past... Not saying she wants to give him another spin tomorrow, like Chelsea Handler said. <laughs> She's throws shade and does the violin, says aww, and laughs, or does a heart emoji or something. Um, I find that interesting because that goes back to the thing that I've said several times where mixed race women, it's like they shape shift. It's like they know they're nobody and that no one cares about them in the black community. I mean, the white community. And they kind of are humble. But when they're in the black community, they get really aggressive and hostile and competitive all of a sudden because I don't see her giving the same energy to Hispanic women who try to talk to 50 Cent and I definitely don't see her giving the same energy to white women who date 50 Cent nor any other race Asian his baby he has an Asian baby mother he has a black baby mother he has a white ex-girlfriend he has a white latinas that he's dated mixed latinas that he's dated biracial multiracial women that he's dated the only woman this woman has ever attacked or commented or said anything is a black woman and that is the interesting thing so the question is do mixed race women shape shift are they inadequate and worthless and when they're around everybody except black women or is it just that the black community puts mixed race women on a pedestal to where they know they can get away with doing things to black women specifically because i know for a fact that because i just cited the evidence that she would not have said anything to anybody else and she hasn't not from what I've seen. So it's interesting how people feel very comfortable attacking black women. And it's because they know everyone else is going to join in. Now, in the comment section in the shade room, people were pretty much team Vivica because, again, she's talking about the past. How are you upset over something? And what was it, 20 years ago? You're upset over a breakup that happened in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, whichever decade it was. But you're not, and no one mentioned it, but she's not upset about last year when this woman who's white offered to have sex with her boyfriend that she was still white. Like she wasn't even there. But that happens all the time. When When I would go out with my ex, 
he was uh, conventionally attractive, I guess. When I first started talking to him, I did not realize that he was that attractive. I was attracted to him, sure. But I just thought he was just a normal looking person, the same as me. But people would go, women would go up to him all the time when I was with him. So clearly they thought he looked better than me and they thought they looked better than me. Whatever. I didn't think that, but that's what they thought. Now, I did think he looked really hot when he started working out and he started getting some muscles. I was like, okay, he's fine now. But when I first met him, he was pretty skinny. So I didn't think that he was that great, but whatever. Um, But anyways, white women specifically, but any race of women, if they feel like they can get away with it. But definitely white women, they are so competitive and they feel very confident when it comes to black guys. They'll go to any black guy and just start flirting with him if he's with a black woman. <laughs> they don't care. So I wasn't surprised when Chelsea Handler said that she was sleep with 50 and didn't care that he had that Cuban mixed race woman that he's with. Now, if he was with Kylie Jenner, I know for a fact he, she would have never said that. She would have been humble. But he was just with some woman of color. So it's like, who cares? You know, she just was like, oh, I'll give him another spin. That's my ex-boyfriend. That's the best ex-boyfriend I ever had, you know. And so I know that because it's a hierarchy, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. It isn't a biological hierarchy because the evolutionary chain is horizontal it's not vertical so therefore there's no hierarchy biologically speaking it's just survival of the fittest whoever can reproduce that's the fittest that's what i learned in biology when i was in college that's what my textbook told me in biology 101 okay so that's what it is but socially, we live in a society where there is a hierarchy. And the people who are white are put on a pedestal by all members of society. And people who are black are put at the bottom by all members of society, including black people. This is why mixed-race women often, whether it be Evelyn versus OG or this Cuban broad versus Vivica A. Fox, they will feel more more empowered and more aggressive and more assertive and more domineering when confronting a black woman, especially when it comes to mate selection, dating, marriage, because they believe that they are socially superior and that socially they are considered that in our community and all other communities because of their appearance. However, that could change if black people, specifically black women, who do not benefit from this hierarchy, if we would say, no, 
we're not going to compliment every mixed race woman. We're going to assert ourselves and compliment and stand up for each other. The best example of women saying, no, we don't care how good you look, you can't sit with us, would be Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Meghan Markle is a very stunning, beautiful woman. She is in her 30s, pushing 40, and looks like she is in her early 20s. She is very pretty, and she has a very Eurocentric appearance because she is mixed race and part European. So, what happened? She was still dragged, bullied until she left Europe because they don't care how attractive and special she is. She is not them. So she will not be put on a pedestal and made to feel like she is better than any actual European woman. Because for her to be mixed race and to be royalty in the 21st century, which Princess, no, Queen Charlotte is um, said to have been mixed race. Even though they don't like to talk about it, there's a lot of evidence that proves that, and she did look like that. However, in today's modern world, with cameras and video and documented evidence that this is a mixed-race woman, it just wouldn't look right, because then this mixed-race woman would be royalty, while there are European women in the country who are not. So they would not have a mixed-race woman be put on a pedestal above the European natives. Whereas in Africa, there have been many African men who are chiefs and kings who have married outside of their race historically until present day. And they don't have an issue with having a white or biracial queen or any other race of a queen while there are black native girls who can't even get a husband and who will never be royalty. They don't mind black women being degraded in that way. Whereas other races of people do. So, when you look at Meghan Markle, the people who had a big issue with her were white men and white women. But white women especially were very assertive in how they felt about Meghan Markle. Because they would not allow for themselves to be erased and replaced by women who did not share their same image it would not have benefited them. So they did not allow it. Now Prince Harry has been basically forced to choose either leave her and leave your son or leave us. Which sends a clear message that if you decide to marry outside of your race to someone like that, you will be bullied to the point where you either have to abandon your royal title or live in misery or have a wife who's miserable whereas if you marry someone who is of european descent you will be fine so long as they're decent now this has happened to other monarchs of course there was a king uh, Queen Elizabeth's uncle was the king and he gave up the crown so that he could marry an American Nazi woman. Um, he didn't know that the Nazis were crazy because this was the beginning of 
the movement. That he was caught trying to get Jewish people out of Germany, and he ended he died tragically. So he wasn't an awful person. He just didn't know that much, and a lot of people didn't know what the Nazis were doing till the end of the war, anyways. Because again, there was no internet. <laughs> there were no smartphones. It, cameras were huge. You couldn't just sneak and record people. So things weren't documented back then the way they are now however you know he had to give up the crown so because his wife was divorced that was the big thing and she wasn't european she's american but now they don't really care about that but she has to be european they're not gonna say it but it is what it is and i think that that kind of bullying is wrong but even if you take the bullying aside, just them not being willing to put an outsider on a pedestal makes it so that the next royals, Prince William's children, for example, as they grow older in a country that is very diverse now, will have to really think, do I want to give up all of this wealth and all of these resources so that I can be with someone who doesn't look like me and doesn't share my same heritage? They may want to, but they're less likely to because they know the consequences of that. Within the black community, there are no consequences when you bash black women, when you date outside your race. There are no consequences at all, no matter what you do to black women. Because they're going to be told, oh, well, you made a mistake, get over it, it's no big deal. And the woman will be told, you should have chosen better. So because of that, People feel very comfortable to attack black women because of the racial hierarchy, the social construct of it, and because of the way in which we treat one another. So I am happy that black women and many black people in general didn't support the Cuban uh woman who whose name I can't remember who's dating 50 cent I am happy they didn't support her I'm happy that they um said that she sounded miserable I'm disappointed that they didn't bring up how hypocritical it was for Vivica for Vivica A. Fox to be attacked but not Chelsea Handler but I'm bringing it up and hopefully someone else will bring it up I think for me the reason I like having a podcast is because I like showing my perspective. I'm pretty logical and I try to always be fair, but uh, you, we don't live in a logical, fair world. Most people are not logical. Most people are not fair. Most people are mean hypocrites and that's just what it is. So I do like the fact that we can be honest and talk on here and say our opinions you know podcasts are pretty new technology i don't have to show my face i don't have to share my identity i could just talk and express my opinion and people who otherwise would have never heard me and never knew anything about me maybe never even heard this perspective can hear a new 
way of thinking. And they can either agree or disagree and they can make their own podcast or they can make a YouTube video or they can make a documentary and post it on Netflix. They can go on TV. They can go on the radio. They can make a magazine that no one's going to read. They can write a newspaper article that no one's going to (laughs) read. There are so many different ways to get the message out there. There are books and now there are audio books. I mean, it's so cool the different ways that we have to connect with each other these days. Um, So thank you guys for listening. Later.